Okay, we are live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, across all the time zones that we have people checking in on. So we are getting started here on our Twitter Spaces chat on mobile photography. Uh, my name is Jason. I'll be facilitating things here with the team. So while we are getting um, things set up, we are having folks from our UK office also joining as a co-host. So I just sent them that. We should also have Qualcomm as a co-host as well. Bringing them online. And so, like I mentioned, my name is Jason. I'll be uh, helping uh, bring in the listeners and bring in the speakers and introducing the folks who we have here in the room at the Qualcomm headquarters. So um, I'll start off by doing some of the introductions or allowing you guys to introduce yourselves. So we have in the room here, uh, Judd Heap, PJ, and Zach. So what, uh, Judd, why don't you uh, start off and introduce yourself and then we can start uh, getting into the chat. Sure, uh, welcome everybody. Again, my name is Judd Heap and uh, I'm in product management here at Qualcomm which basically means uh, together with Zach, we lead the product definition and oversee uh, technologies for camera, computer vision, and video. Hey guys, I'm PJ and I lead the uh, marketing effort. One of the things that is fun about doing these types of live chats, the app went away and crashed on us as we were in the middle of those introductions. Oh, yeah. People were saying no audio. Yes. So why don't we go through the introductions again? Judd, start with that. Uh, and then... Are we on now? Yes, we are on now. Uh, so, yes, I was waiting for you guys to finish your introductions, and then we're going to go do the introductions again. Okay. So, uh, so why don't we go through that one more time? Apologize for that. Sure. Uh, no problem. I'm Judd Heap. Uh, I'm VP of product management at Qualcomm uh, for camera, computer vision, and video. And basically what that means is that uh, my group and uh, Zach included are responsible for product definition and basically uh, overseeing the technology for those, for those areas. Awesome. I'm PJ. I lead the marketing efforts for the camera technologies. So I get to work closely with Judd and Zach and create some beautiful content. And thanks for having us all in for the, the maiden voyage, the first Twitter spaces here at Qualcomm. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Zach, take it away. Thank you. Uh, hello everyone, this is Zach. And uh, I'm Senior Director of Product Management and uh, working at Qualcomm. And uh, we sat uh, together and uh, we defined the ISP hardware, camera software feature, and it coordinates with the entire ecosystem. And hopefully, you know, this is a, a good starting and we can work with uh, all the insider you guys closer and uh, bring new idea to the future product. Okay, quick question while we're getting uh, getting started here. Obviously, you guys are 
mobile photography experts, what's the best photo you've ever taken on your phone? Can you have something in your mind that you can remember uh, ever taking? You know, I it wasn't on my phone. I remember I took a photo uh, many, many years ago when I was vacationing in Colorado with my family uh, in a cabin on the Rio Grande River. We think of Rio Grande as Texas, but actually starts in Colorado. Nice. And I took pictures off our uh, patio with, of the river and the mountains and uh, a rainbow, you know. And I remember when I got the picture developed, and that's how old I am, got the picture developed. The, the person who developed it at the store was like, is this for real? I remember, I think one of my favorite photos, I, I think one of my favorite photos is probably my dad and my niece. I took a photo of them just, you know, hugging each other. And it just, I took it with a Google Pixel 2. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is, this is really indistinguishable from a professional quality camera. I also remember taking one, I was on the beach out here in San Diego. And I took one with my Motorola Nexus 6. And it was just like, it was in a little artsy mood. I just took a little picture of like a Frisbee on the beach with a cliff around it. And I just remember looking at it later and I was like, my God, like this can fool anybody. It's yeah. just, you know, amazing. Yeah. So those are some of the memorable yeah, ones. Yeah, it's it's a good memory. Yeah, uh, so the, the, the photo, uh, the, actually there's a true story. And, uh, I still have uh, two pictures side by side and uh, on my computer. I looked, uh, I think it was a about three years ago, and uh, I went to the uh, Grand Canyon and uh, take photo. Uh, it's a, a very good uh, new phone, and uh, I'm working in camera for a long time, so I know how good our Snapdragon camera is. Yeah. And uh, I used the uh, Snapdragon camera phone. I used another and very fancy, expensive DSLR. And uh, then the after taking photo at home, and I compared to, and uh, then the so uh, again, I'm Snapdragon and the camera guy, but I'm, I'm really proud of our photo picture. We remember all the good memories yeah. about the scene. Yeah. And uh, then DSLR mm -hmm. gave me a little bit more about the, uh, the feeling. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, really motivated me to do more and uh, and more in the camera technology. We not only want to uh, improve everyone's memories, but improve your feeling. After 10 years, you, you think back. Says, oh, that's what I feel 10 years ago. That's our goal. And uh, we're working toward. By the way, I should point out that Zach although he is in product management, has been in Snapdragon camera longer than anybody I know. He actually ran our software team for many, many years. So he's responsible for a lot of the great effort and a lot of the great work that Snapdragon camera does. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so with that, let's get started with the chat. We got a good group of people online. We'll be trying to get to some of the folks who are following along and asking, uh, allow them to ask some questions a little bit later. So. One of the things we're going to start off with, there's a question we get a surprising uh, amount of the time. And the question goes along something like this, where someone will say, well, what does a CPU have to do with taking photos? Why are you talking about shot on Snapdragon? And there's so many things wrong with that statement. Um, I'd like to hear you guys kind of uh, correct that uh, mis misconception. Yeah, John. Sure. So you're right. Um, the, the statement's a little strange. Just, you know, because it, it implies that the, first of all, Snapdragon is a CPU, which is actually not really the case. It's many more things than that. It's, it's a GPU, it's a DSP, it's connectivity, it's modem, it's, it's everything. But there's a part of Snapdragon chip that is called an ISP, an image signal processor. And you might equate that sounding similar to like a DSP, which runs code, uh, does tasks, but it's not the case at all. The ISP which is the camera, essentially the heart of the camera, 
uh, brings in data from the image sensor or image sensors. Uh, you know, the light comes into the lens, goes to the image sensor, then it goes right into the Snapdragon ISP. And the ISP is a hardware, what we call a hardware pipeline, where data comes in, it flows through the pipeline, and, and the hardware is doing things like correcting color, correcting um, for noise reduction, handling video, um, saving your snapshots, all of that is happening in hardware. The only thing that the CPU is used for uh, is some, you know, important but more minor control algorithms like focus, um, white balance, um, exposure, that sort of thing. But, but the pixel pipeline is all a hardware pipeline. It's, it's very fast, very low power, but it, it's a very dedicated piece of hardware in the chip that just handles camera. All right. Well, that's a pretty exhaustive answer. I think that, which is good. You know, there's a lot of people who think of Snapdragon and are focused on the CPU capabilities yeah. and who think of it as the CPU might have in a computer, not realizing what are all those things uh, that the, uh, this tiny little chip actually does. And this is one of the reasons why we have these conversations is to help people understand more yeah. of that. It, it's a good point. You've probably heard the term system on a chip. In your computer, the CPU is just a CPU typically, but in Snapdragon, it's probably like 15 or 20 cores functions all in one chip, so. And I think, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but not only is it a space on the chip dedicated just for working with a camera, but in our latest chip, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, it's actually a triple ISP. That's right. And so it's dedicated to working with three cameras simultaneously. So you can snap three professional quality videos at the exact same time, or three pro uh, professional quality videos at the exact same time, or do multi-camera experiences where you get to see three views and merge them together and choose one. And so it's amazing stuff that in Zach's team are working on. Yeah, adding one more comment. So the, right now the camera technology is very, very, very complicated. And uh, so can you use CPU to take snapshot? And the answer is yes, you can. And, uh, but uh, typically you'll take uh, maybe five to 10 seconds mm -hmm. to process one thing. And this is impossible. There's no good user experience. So uh, we do require a very advanced hardware to do the image processing, we call Spectral ISP. That's what we do. I think people, you know, look back and they've heard of ISPs before and traditional cameras. But I, correct me if I'm wrong, bias, but what you guys are doing with the ISP and Snapdragon is not traditional. This is this is computational photography. It is. It's a it's a new type of photography where it's yeah. just not taking an image, make sure it's like, you know looking good. It's taking multiple images, taking the best parts of each one, merging them together, and just tons of new computational photography techniques to create an ISP that, you know, frankly, has never been inside of a computer chip before. Yeah, we're scratching the surface on even new techniques using AI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very good point. So the, uh, the you know, the uh, Snapdragon and have very advanced ISP, and we do have other very advanced technology like GPU and uh, the ESP and AI. So uh, we combine all the technology to provide a better user experience. So uh, this is one of the strengths of Snapdragon, not only deliver the best ISP, but the best system. All right, so that sounds good. And so um, one of the pieces of feedback we have gotten is that sometimes you guys are a little quiet. Oh. So let's make sure you guys are talking into your uh, closer in, closer into your mics. We have a maze of wires here in the room. I, I think it might be combiner with all the cables going into it. Let's, let's not blame the tools. Um, we've this is very sophisticated uh, things that we're doing here. We're a technology company, after all. 
so you've been talking, we're talking about S- the ISP, been talking about Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. That's something that you brought up and PJ asked about getting ahead of yourself. Well, I think we should, I think that time is now. <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit about the specific things on, for example, we've talked, we announced that we're kind of packaging these features up in something called Snapdragon Site. So maybe explaining a little bit about what Snapdragon Site is and what kind of features are evident on Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 and how those work together. Yeah, absolutely. So Snapdragon Site is our latest collection of camera technologies that are in our, um, our latest hero chip, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. And it includes a bunch of feature- features, including the 18-bit ISP, 3.2 gigapixel per second speed, uh, the new mega low light photo capture, 8K HDR video capture, um, an engine dedicated just for um, adding bokeh to video capture, um, and more. But I think a lot of it starts with the, the, the biggest engine, um, you know, architectural improvement to this ISP, which is the 18-bit ISP. Jed, would you agree with that? Yeah, that's probably the biggest change we made. I think, I mean, there's tons of new features, but everything, you know, before we get into the, the features, it starts with that 18-bit yes. ISP. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, previously, our previous generation has always been a, a 14-bit ISP right. before this. And we've had, you know, huge upgrades. Spectra was born as a 14-bit dual ISP, so you can work with two cameras simultaneously. Last year on the Snapdragon 888 um, was the first time it became a triple um, ISP but it was still a 14-bit ISP. It's always been a 14-bit. Now we've achieved 18-bit ISP, something that you don't even see in a lot of legacy and professional cameras. And so, Judd, could you walk us through you know, what 18-bit, what it gets us and, and what this refers to? Yeah, the, the number of bits really just comes down to the term dynamic range, which means, in essence, how much detail can you have in dark parts of the image, which are very low bit values, versus how much detail can you have in bright parts of the image, at very high bit values. So the more bits you have, like, like CD audio, you know, the better it sounds, the better, better it looks in this case, right? So especially for HDR photos where you've got details all over the place, you know, in, in dark, dark and bright, the 18-bit ISP, like we talked about at Tech Summit, is going to give you more stops, more detail, uh, be able to handle these really um, wide dynamic range and images and newer image sensors a lot better, with a lot better fidelity, less banding in skies, better fidelity at night, you know, less artifacts, it'll, it'll just look better. Absolutely. And I think, um, and even though we're saying, hey, it's just four bits, for, you know, in, um, that's a huge amount of data. That's over, that captures 4,096 times more data yeah. than our predecessor. And being able to capture more dynamic range, I think we said it was an additional four more stops. Yeah, that that's right. Range. Yeah. And if, you know, the, the camera's junkies out there, you know, just getting half a stop of dynamic range is like amazing. But to add four more stops of dynamic range is a huge uh, deal. And that's the dynamic range is that, that rich contrast that you get, you get those brighter and darker shades of color. So, um, so that's, that's really gonna, I mean, it's gonna be a huge boost for image log. And, and when we talk about Snapdragon site going forward, that will be one of the prerequisites that every ISP needs to be an 18-bit ISP. So to have that badge. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so so look for that badge um, and look for these other features. And I think um, some of the other features, I mean, now we're moving at um, 3.2 gigapixels per second. So this is the amount of um, the, the speed at which the ISP can process all those pictures coming in from the image sensor. So what what is that, what, what kind of experiences do you think that that delivers, the 3.2 gigapixels per second? 
Well, the, the main reason we keep increasing the speed, it sounds like a huge number, but really is to um, enable things like sport photography or high motion photography. Mm -hmm. um, you may have heard the term zero shutter lag, which means that you know when you actually press the button on the camera to capture the image, um, by the time your button actually hits the screen, it may already be gone. So what we do is we go back in time and we get the image right when your finger pressed the screen so that when we go through the entire processing pipeline, that image at that particular moment is, is available. And so in increasing speeds, we wanted to make sure that you can capture a full resolution image with no compromises and not miss the action at 30 frames per second. So, so a lot of people don't know that. When you actually just open the camera map app, it's already capturing photos. Yeah, it, it's when the viewfinder is running, it's, 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 it's taking high resolution photos and putting them in memory, even before you hit the button. That's great. So when you actually hit the button, to your point, you actually go back in time. You go back in time a little bit because you want the image minus all the processing latency to be exactly when your finger touched the screen to get the, to get the button, to get the image, yeah. That is totally wild. Yeah, so that, that speed, that 3.2 gigapixels per second is equivalent to today's biggest image sensor running at 30 frames per second on 108 megapixels at 30 frames per second. That's incredible. Yeah, huge amount of data. Wow, um, it's pretty incredible. And so this uh, this is also um, that plus the 18 bit ISP. Is that also the, the underpinnings of the, the new low light engine as well? Is yeah, so the new low light engine actually uh, is, the ISP is responsible for it, but there's also another, another piece of hardware in Snapdragon, which we don't talk about that often called the uh, EVA engine, uh, the engine for video visual analytics. It's a block in that, Sort of helps the camera and it does things like understand depth uh it it, it helps um understand motion so in this case it's, it's looking at motion frame to frame and we just improved it by 4x over the snapdragon 888 so every pixel is undergoes a process called optical flow and that means that between each frame we know where every pixel on the screen is going where it was and where it's going and therefore we can counteract that motion and compensate for it better than we could before, you know, 5X better. Uh, you know, wow. we used to be, we could do six six images when we merged images together to get a better low light photo. Now we can merge 30 images together because we can handle that motion a lot better than previously. That's crazy. And I guess that that EVA is something that would not be in a traditional ISP. That's what makes us computational photography. EVA is not really in any other device except for Snapdragon. Yeah, there's really nothing like that. Um, in any, I would say, consumer product other than a Snapdragon uh, device. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think one of the things that goes on in the EVA, EVA this is the advanced uh, like depth collection. So you can build depth maps. That's right. And, and why are depth maps like important to computational photography? Well, it kind of, yeah, segues into maybe our next part of the discussion here is depth maps really help um, the camera understand not just the 2D world, but the 3D world. And, you know, everyone may say, oh, you know, We've heard about 3D movies, they're not really popular anymore, but understanding 3D and depth is really important when you want to blur the background in your images. You need to know where the foreground is versus the background, where, where you are sitting in front of me, PJ, versus with the wall behind you, right? The camera understands that. It knows you know, that PJ is three feet away from me and the wall is 10 feet away from me. So that, that, that's all calculated in EVA and used by the ISP in real time. That's amazing. And that's, that's the whole art of creating that beautiful background which we, we don't know the answer. What are, don't, don't say the word. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is a good transition. So for those of you uh, who are following along online, we tweeted out um, a little while ago a poll. So, and basically the question is, 
that uh, feature of having the blurred background and having the uh, something part in focus, B-O-K-E-H, how does one pronounce that? And so we asked uh, people if they should do, um, is it okay or is it Boca? And right now the results as we, as I'm looking at them are, we have 54% saying bouquet and 46 and 46% saying Boca. So it's pretty evenly That's split. Because. And I've actually heard people pronounce it differently here in our office. That's right. So with that, I guess you guys are the experts. And so I don't know, Judd, like, what is the answer? Can you tell us what, what, how actually should we pronounce this word? The answer is okay. Okay. So the reason why, and, and you can go to Wikipedia and look this up. Actually, Wikipedia shows both uh, pronunciations, but the, the word is a Japanese word. Um, I spent some time in Japan. Zach has spent some time in Japan. If you look at the katakana, the last character is K-E, it's K. So it's bokeh. And Zach speaks fluent Japanese. Why don't you explain what the word means too? Actually, I didn't check the Wikipedia, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the word bokeh in Japanese, and uh, it uh, means uh, blur, unclear, and uh, the mainly uh, the people's mind. You might talk to it mm. as a book, like fogginess, or, fog, yeah. yeah, exactly. Sometimes it doesn't look a, a very nice, beautiful name, for yeah, human it not a positive word yes, in a lot of cases, yeah. But uh, we do use very and uh, popular and uh, in the image processing, and you can have a you know, different depths layer of the feeling for the photo. And actually, the, the word might not be beautiful, but the photo actually deliver very beautiful detail. Okay, well, with that, I think what we're going to do is try, we have a lot of people on the line and we're going to uh, bring some folks in to ask some questions and also to recognize some of the photos that, yeah. they, that they took. So I'm going to go to uh, one of the ones, I'm going to go to Ryan here. Let's see if we can get this to work. I'm going to invite him to speak, see if we do this work. So Ryan sent out a, uh, a beautiful waterfall photo, awesome photo. That, was, um, that we shared on our on our site, uh, um, on our Twitter feed, it was actually also uh, retweeted by the Xiaomi founder and CEO Lei Jun. So he saw it as an example because it was shot on a, a Xiaomi phone. And so I've asked Ryan to join us. Hopefully, he will uh, try one more time. Invite to speak. This is sometimes it takes a couple of couple of shots there for that to work, but. Um, Uh, where's Ryan? Right. Invited Ryan to, to join us because we'd actually have some questions. It's a beautiful photo. We retweeted it out um, just at the beginning of this uh, of this chat. So it is something that uh, is a really good example of of um, shot on Snapdragon. And say for whatever reason, Ryan is not able to join. So it's not doesn't seem to be either it's not working or he's hasn't accepted here. So I'll tell you what, what I'll do is what? Michael. Oh, hold on, there he is. There we go. Hold on. See if that worked. And again, this is always always fun to do. There we go. All right, Ryan, 
Yes, we can hear you. You hear me pretty well because I'm using my tablet because my phone's playing up a little bit. Yep, we got you. We can hear you loud and clear. Fantastic. Um, so what would what what do you, would you like me to talk about in regards to the image and find out about it? Uh, interesting. So um, you you can hear? Oh, you can't hear. Okay. So yeah, we're just working. In... Interesting. Okay. So uh, the questions we can. All right. So I guess the question um, uh, basically he was asking like what kind of. Uh, what kind of things we want to know about the photo? I know one of the things, Judd, that you were asking was, um, what was it like actually? Because he did some editing uh, right. of the of the in, phone in his YouTube video where he showed him walking down the path in Scotland and going to the waterfall and then, you know, taking the photo and then modifying it, editing it in real time. My question for him was, how does he find the editing tools available on a smartphone versus a, a PC, and is there is there benefits and advantages where he would use one over the other? Yeah, yeah. Um, so thanks. For, uh, one thing I'd like to say uh, before I get started is thank you very much for allowing me to join in on this. Uh, I feel very privileged that you're kind of uh, my photo kind of took off in that way. And I appreciate um, Snapdragon and the insiders for highlighting that image. Um, um, that image was taken just down the road, just outside Glasgow in a place called the Campsy Glens. Um which is a kind of renowned spot, just like the doorsteps of the Highlands here in Scotland. So I'm kind of privileged at the same time I live here in Scotland um, since I moved here. So it kind of opens it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, in regards to editing on a phone compared to PC, so I use Adobe uh, Lightroom for editing. Uh, I use it on PC and phone. But the one thing I do like about using it on phone um like compared to like using my actual display that I have on my laptop, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe the color accuracy is a little bit better on my phone sometimes because of the AMOLED display and, you know, the way I can adjust the settings on the screen. Cause you know, I'm not privileged to have really expensive displays. Uh, you know, I can tweak to the exact settings uh, in order to edit um, and as well as that, it's accessible, you know, it's really quick and accessible. And I must say Adobe Lightroom has been brilliant to make the uh, the version of it free of charge to use. Uh, but I have subscribed to, to using it on a monthly basis now so I can get more access to different features. All right. Well, that's that's great. Um, Actually, the explanation is really cool because my colleague on the display side would love to hear that. Uh... You prefer the display on your on your handset versus your PC. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think it makes perfect sense. You know, um, you know, you've got you, you've got much more color and accuracy, particularly with blacks. You know, uh, if you're looking at an AMOLED display compared to you know, even though I've got my IS, uh, IPS uh, display uh, directly on uh, the computer, I, I don't think the the color accuracy is going to be uh, precise compared to what I'm using on a phone to a certain extent. Unless I'm willing to fork out maybe you know two or three grand on a display, <laughs> um, but the one thing I yeah. will say is that you know uh, it's it's really the Snapdragon technology and uh, my love for Xiaomi phones over the last couple of years, the changes that you guys have done uh, in regards to advancing this uh, this mobile photography technology has really brought it to the next level without a doubt. It really is getting on power. Uh, with DSLR. Another thing I heard recently 
is someone else, a professional photographer, talking about using a phone compared to a DSLR. You're going to spend more time doing a lot uh, of post-processing with some uh, AI-based features that you're getting on different manufacturers. Like, Shami, you've got, uh, like, light trails, which is something that I've done in the past from a camera that you'd have to use on the computer and stack multiple images. So th these things are really, really cool. All right. So, all right, I'm glad we're able to. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, Ryan, and thanks for all the great photos that you keep uh, posting out there. It's really uh, something we all like to see them there. There's a lot of beautiful landscapes that you're uh, close to and that we really appreciate being able to see. Yeah, very well done. Okay, and let, let me ask uh, one in the comments. Actually, the, the, the picture is beautiful. And uh, then the, we realize more and more uh, the professional photographers start using a Snapdragon device to do a uh, you know, take picture and using uh, the post processing to edit. And uh, the, if and, uh, you have some. Uh, uh, you know, the a suggestion and compares DSR versus a Snapdragon device picture and uh, editing, and uh, then the, please share with us and you can share with you know, the existing channel or uh, we really like to, to know. And uh, in general, and the Snapdragon has some more functionality and uh, memory, uh, we can save, uh, you know, additional parameter for you uh, to do the post editing. So uh, we really want to, you know, work with you guys and uh, the professional photographer and uh, to improve this area too. All right. Well, um, again, thanks, Ryan, for talking. We're also we're going to bring in someone else in uh, right now. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, thanks again. We really appreciate it. Um, so we're going to bring in uh, Mike here, who is a who we re, let me see here. Mike, to speak. We just um, shared out his image of the Chicago um, skyline, and so uh, let's see if we can get him uh, on the line. I have. Let me see if he's in. Okay. I'll just add he's also my favorite Snapdragon insider. Had to put that <laughs> out there. You, you guys have been pen, become pen pals, haven't you? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've known each other from like the Shami community because I've, I've, I've been a moderator in Shami uh, for a while and uh, created content. And we were originally uh, supposed to go to Barcelona just before the. Um, uh, COVID happened, so we didn't get to meet each other, unfortunately. All right, so we got. Um, all right, so Mike, you're on the you're on the line. Looks like you're here. Hey guys, uh, how are you doing? On, on uh, are you hearing me right now? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, so hi, Jason, Jude, PJ, Zach. Thank you for for this space. This is really amazing to have all these insights from the team. All right, so we wanted to talk a little bit about the photo that you posted of the of Chicago that we that we shared, uh, and uh, I know Judd, you had a couple questions actually about the photo itself. The the photo was awesome, and I uh, what really mesmerized me about the photo was the sky. I, I, if you could comment a little bit on how what effect you used to capture that that kind of movement in the sky, I'd love to hear it. Okay, uh, so yeah. Um, well, usually when I go outside, it's Chicago, so we got the river here and the lake. 
Uh, and it's a windy city and it's no joke. So when you look at the sky, <laughs> yeah, you get, you get the clouds and the clouds are moving fast. And obviously for taking these pictures, I went for, with the long exposure mode. And oh, yeah. obviously you need a tripod and I'm using a small tripod I got in, uh, on my pocket with a Bluetooth remote. Uh, obviously, because sometimes so you don't so you don't jitter the camera, of course, yeah, yeah. So it's a little trick for long exposure. You need to be prepared because if you take a picture with your only hands, well, you will have shaking this kind of stuff. So better to get a tripod with you, and after well, scout and get your eyes open and find, I would say, a nice point of view. So for this one. I use a pro mode uh, from the Redmi K40 Pro Plus under Snapdragon 888, uh, usually named as Mi 11i globally. And it got a really nice pro mode, so you can play with shutter speed, uh, focus, and obviously you can change ISO and uh, stops for EV, for exposure. So I just Lock the focus uh, on the sky in that case and went with, uh, I would say, five seconds shutter speed. And after I let the phone do its magic. So, I mean, pretty easy in this case. You just need to play with pro mode and functionalities on the phone. Wow, five seconds. See, this, the wind must have been really moving that day. Uh, yeah, a lot of moments. So sometimes it's kind of trial of an error. So you can go for two seconds, four seconds, five seconds. But more, uh, the shutter speed is high. Obviously, you will capture more light. So you need to play. Uh, that's why you need yes. with ISO. And obviously, going maybe one or two stops down, uh, like minus right, 280 right. or maybe minus one. So it's depending. But when it's cloudy, you have less light. So I, I, I would say it's the better time for taking these kind of pictures. Yeah, and pro mode is really nice because, like you said, you can change ISO, which essentially is cha changing the gain. Uh, you're right. So bring the the uh, the input values down because you're going to have the shutter open longer. That's nicely done. It's a really really cool looking photograph. Oh, that's great! Yeah, and thank you for, uh, for for this. And Mike actually won our photo contest at um, at Tech Summit oh, in Hawaii. Yeah. So he was the one who, and I um, I don't remember exactly what was the photo that you took, uh, Mike. That uh, that was the winner. Well, I don't think I have that handy, but I, can you maybe describe what you took? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, the competition was taking a picture and trying to capture the essence of uh, the Snapdragon segment. Uh, so I will say uh, in that case, we were lucky uh, to get gifted a Snapdragon, a smartphone of so Snapdragon Insiders. Uh, so I took this picture with it. Um, and I mean, it was, it, it still is uh Awesome phone, and I wanted to capture all the technology and all the nature in my phone. And I have this crystal ball uh, with me, so I use a reflection inside the crystal ball to capture the sun, uh, sunset, uh, palm tree, and obviously the ocean at the same time. And trying to see that everybody can do it, it just 
having an eye, uh, taking time. And well, uh, obviously in that case, the smartphone helped me to capture uh, this moment. And it was, I would say, uh, one split second of happiness in the Snapdragon Summit to, uh, taking this picture. All right, great. Well, again, thanks again for joining us. Thanks again for again sending in those photos, uh, and uh, again, c congratulations once again on that uh, on winning that contest. Uh, we have I've also added on here as a uh, as a speaker, uh, Antonio. Where's um, and so Antonio was also one of our insiders who has asked um, had some questions to ask. Obviously, he's taken some great photos as well. But uh, Antonio, can you uh, can you hear us? Can you uh, I'm off mute. Yes, I can hear everybody loud and clear. All right, great, Antonio. Good to talk to you. So, um, what was what was the question? What kind of what question do you have here for the for the for the camera team that well, we're um, talking right now? I had a few questions, but the question that I'm most interested in is how is the partnership with Sony shaping the innovation of Qualcomm's camera tech? Good question. And yeah, so just for everyone's background, I announced at uh, Tech Summit last November that Qualcomm was collaborating really closely with Sony uh, on their image sensor side. We set up a joint lab here at our headquarters in San Diego where we do a lot of work together. But the person really responsible for that program and driving the program is Zach. So Zach, why don't you kind of talk about some of the, the goals of that program? Sure. So uh, that's a very good question. And actually, then, uh, then I'm really happy you focus on the, the you know the, our engagement with Sony too. So the, you know the Qualcomm and we deliver a Snapdragon platform. And uh, what that means that means that uh, we are playing as a very important eight ecosystem player. So in this in the camera ecosystem, and a platform collider and uh, a sensor collider, and also uh, you guys take it and put the, the photograph. And I think everyone is playing a very important role. And uh, then the, we understand and uh, by our platform alone, and uh, we won't be able to provide end-to-end -end, uh, you know, good experience. So and, uh, that's why and, uh, we are working with and, uh, other key leaders and, uh, like Sony. So they have a great and, uh, innovation in the sensor technology, plus our innovation from a computation and a processing point of view. I do believe it's good uh, engagement partnership to provide a better product to the market. I don't need to answer your question, but you can ask more if, if you want. Antonio, does that answer your question? Yes, yes it does. Okay, great. So I know we've been going for almost 40 minutes here. So yeah. I know we talked originally, but we're gonna to try to do 20 or 30 and we'll just, I know it's just, it really has flown by. So we probably need to start kind of uh, uh, wrapping th things up here. Um, is there any other things that are kind of coming up or, or, or new in the areas of camera and photography that we should be should be talking about or thinking about? There's a lot of things. Um, so you know, more AI for for better understanding the camera, understanding the world, uh, better um, performance in low light, not just with photos but for video. All of that is coming. Um, and I, I won't give away what we're going to talk about at the next Tuck Summit, but uh, <laughs> yes. we have a pretty cool announcement on camera that's coming up that's really going to kind of change the way the ISP operates uh, from just a, a total perspective on how, how it understands scene and what it does to the pixels in that scene to, to make sure that uh, you get the best image with every single part of the, of the, uh, of, of the 
the landscape. Um, and then, what, PJ, you're, you're one to say something here, I think. Oh, well, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you're going to be given a, a presentation at Embedded Vision Summit. Oh, that's uh, true. Yes, month. that's and right, so, in like, May. Yeah, yeah, and you'll walk through the entire EVA. Yeah, and go that's for a good it. point. Yeah, we, I mentioned EVA. So again, it's not talked about very much, but yeah, it, any of you who are going to be in Santa Clara in, in May, I will be speaking uh, with, with another uh, colleague of mine from Qualcomm about the uh, uh, the EVA engine, the engine for visual analytics. We'll talk about all the cool stuff it does for depth and motion processing, et cetera. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and also, you know, check out our launches from uh, all the new Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 devices that are out there, the Xiaomi 12, Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy S22, um, uh, Oppo's uh, latest device. There's, there's tons of tons of great stuff out there. Always check back on our Twitter, our, um, our YouTube. Uh, we're going to put up a, a new 8K oh, HDR cool. video soon from nice. Xiaomi. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And um, yeah, and uh, thanks for tuning in today, guys. And, and the insiders might see a new number one camera pretty oh. soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for uh, DxOMAR, that likes to uh, rate and benchmark cameras down to the nitty gritty. And uh, definitely stay tuned for those tours. That's yeah. a, it's a great tease. Can't say anything yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thanks for everyone who joined us uh, online. Thanks to. Um, Mike and Ryan and Antonio, who were able to ask some questions. I know there were some other people who were uh, looking to uh, looking to ask some questions. We weren't able to get to everyone. We had a lot of things to talk about. Photography is an, an exciting subject, and I know it was a little strange to have an audio-only format to talk about a <laughs> visual thing like uh, photography, but we wanted to take this opportunity to be uh, in-depth and get some more details. I think you guys did a great job of explaining some of these things that people may not really consider when they're taking that photo with their with their smartphone. And like Zach said, you know, we really want to be in touch with the insiders community, um, especially for photography. You know, you guys out there taking these photos, giving us great feedback. It really, you know, it, talk about how how we how we define products. The major input that we want and really value are from people like you guys. So any any anytime you want to talk to us, we'll be happy to do it. But I don't know how many people online. Uh, I know there's uh, you know many and uh, good and uh, experienced photographer there. But uh, our product, not only for professional, we really like to hear and uh, you know just a, a mediocre guy like me take photo and uh, don't get the, the pro mode. And uh, so, what and uh, your feedback? You think this is easier to do? So, like for example, in Michael's photo, and uh, he only used large photo, but show the dynamic range feeling, and uh, it's very amazing. And uh, then I don't know that if other people. You don't have this technique which Michael has, and but you want to do something more and uh, give us feedback. Your feedback will lead the good product. All right. So again, thanks everybody. We're gonna uh, we're gonna end this in this space now. But again, stay tuned for more of these events. We're going to try to do more and more, and maybe do some not only on photography, maybe on audio. Might be the next thing we start looking at doing. Given again, this is an audio format. So uh, thanks again for joining us here and uh, stay tuned for more from us.